Welcome to Seismic Sound Off, exploring the depth and usefulness of geophysics for the scientific community and the public. I'm your host, Andrew Gary. In a first for this podcast, special guest Paolo Della Versano discusses music's role in interpreting seismic. Based on concepts well-established in cognitive sciences, Paolo introduces the idea of expanded or augmented imaging in geophysics using a dual sensory perception of a data set. Using augmented imaging theory, Paolo explains the basic principles of multimodal seismic data analysis. He then provides examples and applications of real data at varying spatial scales. Paolo shares the advantages and limitations of converting seismic data into an auditory format and outlines how geophysicists can start with this approach today. This episode unlocks secret information hiding in your seismic data just waiting to be discovered. On October 5th, Seismic Soundoff will celebrate 200 episodes, and we want to hear from you. Visit speakpipe.com slash seismicsoundoff to leave a message today and be automatically entered to win a free online subscription to the SEG library, everything except the ebooks, for one year. To read August's issue of The Leading Edge and find links to leave a message for our 200th episode and hear Paolo's seismic musical creations, visit seg.org slash podcast or check out the episode's show notes where you're listening. And now, my conversation with Paolo Della Versano. I'm excited to speak with about August The Leading Edge, which focuses on visualization and geophysics. And I've been doing this for seven years now, and, and I can't recall a special section on, on this visualization aspect. So I want to talk briefly, if you could talk briefly, about the role of visualization historically for geophysicists. Yes, of course. Let's say that uh, geosciences strongly depend on uh, the utilization of images as fundamental bricks for creating comprehensive heart models and uh, for informing important decisions such as the assessment of drilling locations. Geoscientists can employ multiple uh, geophysical imaging techniques for different exploration purposes. And for sure, seismic imaging represents the dominant approach in hydrocarbon exploration offering geoscientists accurate images of the subsurface. Seismic imaging includes methods like pre-stabbed migration, seismic tomography, full wave inversion, and so forth. However, geophysical imaging techniques include also a wide range of other approaches like electrical resistivity tomography, uh, gravity and magnetic, electromagnetic methods, and uh, many more. Nowadays, uh, the best approach is to try to integrate all these methods by combining data from uh, different geophysical imaging methods. Uh, in such a way, we can create comprehensive 2D and 3D Earth models, enabling us to visualize and interpret important geological information. Yeah, I think people, a lot of people can understand why it, it would be important to have accurate imaging of the subsurface for a geoscientist. But why, why do you think it might be valuable for a geoscientist to expand their, their concept that they may have right now of visualization into a broader idea? Yeah, to answer this question, 
we should move into the neurobiological domain because the the human brain exhibits uh, a visual dominance in comparison to other senses. However, when visual information is uncertain or degraded, auditory perception can play a crucial complementary role with respect to visual perception. In fact, uh, multisensory integration is a common practice in both basic perception and higher level cognition. Uh, These are well-known neurobiological concepts and geophysicists can take profit from them by expanding their idea of visualization, by complementing traditional visual imaging with audio perception of the same data. Well, I'm, I'm excited to dig more a little bit in how audio can can help with this. I do, you know, as these are scientists that are listening to this podcast, a lot of them, what scientific evidence is there for the benefits of this dual sensory approach of your, your eyes and ears? We have several scientific uh, evidence. Let's say that the, the first very important uh, feedback that I received from uh, a group of specialists who participated in several tests was absolutely positive, with uh, more or less 90% of them expressing satisfaction with the simultaneous audiovisual display of seismic data. And this uh, significant response from experts provides a good confirmation that the integration of audio and visual elements significantly enhances the interpretation process from multiple perspectives. In addition, we applied this uh, multimodal approach in correspondence of direct evidences from drilled wells, receiving many robust calibrations by comparison with borehole data. How did you first become interested in exploring if music, audio could support the work of interpreters? Let's say that uh, I started many years ago before being a geophysicist, I am a musician. And uh, over the years, I have explored in detail the links and the analogies between the physics of sound and the physics of seismic waves. At least 20 years ago, I began to put this uh, theoretical interest into practice, transforming qualitative analogies into a robust, rigorous method of geophysical data analysis by employing techniques and tools from uh, sound engineering. That that's pretty neat. There, I want I want to. This is mentioned in in your paper. If you could go ahead and explain a bit the theory of augmented imaging. Yes, of course. The approach of uh, augmented imaging is uh, built on the following basic idea, supported by neurosciences as well as by the common everyday experience. Our brain has evolved to utilize the entire multisensory information from the environment, enabling us to face with the daily challenges of a complex reality. Art sciences can greatly benefit from a multisensory integrated cognition, especially when dealing with multidisciplinary information. In the complex today's world, advanced visualization systems provide numerous, let's say many advantages by incorporating audio representation referred to as multimodal, multisensory representation. This approach starts from a detailed analysis 
of the data series in both time and frequency domain, such as uh, seismic traces, for example. A seismic trace is a typical example of a data series, or electromagnetic signals, uh, well logs, and so forth. So the first step is that we extract the spectrogram from the data using mathematical transforms such as wavelet or Stockwell transforms. Then we convert these spectrograms into MIDI file. MIDI means uh, musical instrument digital interface. It is a typical well-known standard format in digital music. We use a non-linear relationship between frequencies, amplitude, and MIDI attributes, MIDI files. After converting the seismic data in MIDI attributes, then we can play these attributes using sequencers that are particular musical programs, particular software that is used in sound engineering for playing and for interpreting MIDI attributes. So we can listen to the seismic trees after this type of a transformation. So basically this is, in few words, this is the methodology that allows us to, to put together images and sound of the same geophysical data. I mean, I imagine people are just... Uh smiling thinking about transforming the seismic data into into an audio format so what what are the benefits what are the advantages of of converting the seismic data into this midi format there are many benefits uh, first midi format allows easy audio reproduction using a standard digital music technology so we don't need to use a special software platforms for running uh, seismic traces transformed into MIDI format. There is a lot of standard technology for uh, listening to the MIDI file of the seismic traces. This allows an expanded representation of the same uh, data set uh, that is visual and audio at the same time, and in time as well as in frequency domain at the same time. From a neurobiological point of view, we can understand this benefit uh, because this approach allows geoscientists to use an expanded portion of their brain. In other words, by connecting different parts of the cerebral cortex that are responsible for visual and auditory perception at the same time, we can develop an advanced form of perception and an advanced cognition of the geophysical dataset. The next very important benefit is that MIDI format does not require high computer memory. This allows fast data processing and fast and easy application of advanced machine learning methods for analysis and automatic classification or clustering prediction. So machine learning can be used massively on these MIDI format transformed data. Finally, with this approach, the interpretation and the analysis, the analysis of geophysical data can be also accessible to individuals who are blind or who have severe visual impairments. So this is a sort of very democratic approach involving a, a larger portion of geophysicists. Yeah, so it's checking a lot of box for, for the benefits of converting this into this MIDI format. What are the limitations of this protocol geophysicists maybe should keep in mind? Yes, the only limitation is that uh, in our approach, MIDI format provides a discretized representation of the signal spectrogram. Uh, 
Consequently, we lose a small percentage of the original information. However, uh, using the proper mathematical transformations such as uh, accurate wavelength uh, or Stockwell transforms, we can be confident that almost 98-99% of the original signal is preserved. Yeah, and it sounds like from what you're sharing, you would get that 1% or 2% back pretty quickly just in the terms of the, the unique things you would be able to hear by using this approach. Could you share a, a couple of real-world applications using this particular approach? Yes, we, we wrote a, a lot of papers uh, describing uh, real case histories using real-world data, and uh, probably the following are the two most relevant papers, peer-reviewed papers, including detailed discussions of real-world applications were our approach. The first very important paper uh, was worked by myself and other colleagues in 2016. In that paper, you can find a fantastic application on the Skrugard oil discovery. We sonified, basically we transformed in music, an entire regional seismic section crossing the Skrugard oil discovery. And you can listen to this section on my YouTube page. You can listen to the music produced by the seismic data in correspondence of the oil discovery. This is a fantastic real-world application. The title of the paper is Sonification of Geophysical Data Through Time Frequency Transforms. It was published on Geophysical Prospecting several years ago, uh, exactly in 2016. The other very important application, uh, real-world application, uh, is described in a paper published by myself and other colleagues titled Application of Machine Learning and Digital Music Technology to Distinguish High from Low Gas Saturated Reservoirs. This was was a very important milestone in the application of our methodology because it describes very well a real case history where you can see how uh, our methodology is able to discriminate between low gas saturated sand from high gas saturated sand. That is a very, very important uh, practical application. You know, you, you mentioned earlier that you are a musician and, you know, you've said things like sound engineering and, and spectrographs and amplitudes and, and these sound words that could be a little intimidating maybe. So do you think it's required to have this knowledge and understanding of music and even maybe how to use certain recording tools to be able to utilize this method? Knowledge and understanding of music is not essential to utilize this method. However, it can help because the musicians have a higher high sensitivity uh, for musical structures and for capture for capturing musical trends so it is reasonable to expect that the musicians can capture audio signals uh, and uh, anomalies and the specific signals better than people who don't have any musical education however in general in order to apply our methodology, being a musician is not strictly uh, necessary. That's good to know. And, you know, if you've been to the SEG annual meeting, they, they would have a lot of geoscientists playing at, at different events. So you, you could probably find a musician uh, if, uh, if you are not one yourself as well. What particular challenges in this multimodal approach are you most looking forward to, to working on? I'm working a lot for empowering uh, this uh, geomusical approach 
through uh, the application of a new deep learning methods. So machine learning basically can do a lot for uh, enhancing this methodology. And also I'm trying to develop innovative sound engineering technology, combining all these uh, machine learning, uh, geophysical and sound engineering technologies with important neuroscientific background. So we must remind that in background, we have neurosciences uh, because a lot of critical criteria supporting my approach are based on uh, neurosciences. So I try to, I'm trying to develop further this methodology, taking into account uh, neuroscientific criteria. And there is a lot of work to do. This might already exist, but do you think in your ideal world or, or a possibility there could be software that you could just input the seismic data and it would run through these mathematical things and, and give you this this musical ability to hear the data? Yes, indeed. I, I wrote uh, a lot of software for the, for doing that. And I am a Python programmer, so uh, I, I wrote a, a lot of uh, script, uh, a lot of Python scripts for doing uh, the entire workflow for transforming seismic data in, into MIDI files, into audio files, and so on. And also I put something on... Uh, uh, on the web, on my research gate page, in the code section, so every, everybody can can explore my my research gate page uh, and can find uh, a lot of tutorials, uh, software tutorials in Python for doing at least part of the workflow. Yeah, we will link to your YouTube page as well as as to this research gate page, and the the kind of the, it might answer this question, but maybe you have something else to add. For someone intrigued by using this approach outside of going to this ResearchGate page, going to your YouTube page to hear what it's like, what is the next step they should take? I suggest starting with a simple test using 1D seismic signals, for example, an individual seismic trace to test, for example, to to test my codes, my Python codes uh, that uh, everybody can find on on, on, uh, ResearchGate. And uh, for for instance, I suggest... uh, to try with an earthquake seismogram. And then uh, the, the user can try to extract, the first step is to extract signal spectrogram from the, the earthquake seismogram using these codes. There is also an interesting library, Python library, that is uh, totally open source. Uh, it is uh, named Librosa, L I B R O S A. It is a Python library that is uh, in the public domain, and someone intrigued with uh, this approach can try to use this uh, library for processing an earthquake. And finally, the user can try to extract audio and media attributes from uh, from the earthquake spectrum and exploring the larger range of possibility to analyze these attributes through machine learning algorithms. Everything can be done by every type of geophysicist because everything is uh, online, is free, is uh, public. Just you need patience to explore the web or my research gate page to use my uh, or other uh, scripts. So this is what I suggest to do. What would be your punchline as we are closing out this conversation? My key final message is just the following. Uh, Technologies for analyzing and for imaging geophysical data can be greatly enhanced if we go beyond our specific field of interest. By connecting geosciences with the neurosciences, sound engineering, and the new artificial intelligence techniques, 
we have a lot of extraordinary possibilities to develop novel methods and uh, processing analysis technologies for, uh, for data imaging and interpretation. So this is my final key, key message. Try to combine different methodologies together. That's a, a good key message there. And lastly, maybe another key me- message you could share more generally. What principal teaching or experience has helped you succeed in your field? Yeah, uh, my guiding principle is the importance of maintaining an open mind. Always maintaining an open mind, continuously trying to integrate different areas of human knowledge without confining ourselves to our specific uh, particular professional field. So this is uh, my guiding principle in my work every day. Well, geophysics is such a living testament to that because it's combining of these two huge methods of, of scientific discipline. So I, I think that would resonate with a lot of geophysicists. Is there anything, Paolo, I should have asked that I did not? I think that we basically covered all the, the main aspects. Of course, we didn't have the, the time for going into details, but I, I would like to, to say that all the details from a mathematical point of view, a physical point of view, a geophysical point of view can be found in uh, a large uh, amount of papers and books that uh, my colleagues and I wrote. Many of them are open source and can be, can be found on the web. And of course, I, I suggest to read the leading edge paper just published on, on this, on this subject where uh, the readers can find a lot of additional details that can be useful for complementing this uh, nice conversation with you. Yeah, it'll be great timing, probably when this this episode is out. A lot of people will be getting their physical copies, though you can access the digital version of this article already. So definitely start there and, and look at the bibliography for, for additional information and steps. Well, Paolo, I really appreciate this unique exploration of geophysics and for speaking with our audience today about it. My pleasure, my pleasure. It was uh, really a pleasure. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you very much. You reached the end of Seismic Sound Off. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you want to be the first to know about the next episode, please follow or subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Two of my favorites are Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you have episode ideas, feedback for the show, or want to sponsor a future episode, visit seg.org slash podcast and find the box titled Contact Seismic Sound Off. Zach Bridges created original music for this show. This episode was hosted, edited, and produced by me, Andrew Gary at Treasurement. The SEG podcast team is Jennifer Cobb, Kathy Gamble, and Allie McGinnis. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off. <laughs>